Hello, my name is Scott Bradley, and this is Scott Score Podcast. And as always, I'm joined by Tony Wells. Tony, how are we? I'm alright, mate. Yourself? I'm very well, mate. And we're also joined by David Wells, who's making his debut in the Scott Score Podcast. David, welcome to the show, mate. Thanks for having me, Scott. So, boys, we're just going to dive right into it, and we're going to talk about the Old Firm's Europa League games last night, and we're going to be talking about Copenhagen versus Celtic, which ended one each. Tony, would you say that was a missed opportunity for Celtic? 100%, mate, absolutely. I was, I'd have taken that last year, especially at that stage, but given the way Copenhagen played that first half, mate, we should have been about two or three up, so I definitely a missed opportunity to only come away with a draw. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, that see uh, Celtic though first half, as you said, like Celtic were very comfortable, very dominant, creating a lot of chances. But oh, that was a big, op- like a big opportunity that Celtic missed. And but I want to talk about Edwards' goal. Uh, D- David, what did you make of Edwards' goal? You cannot give a player like Edward that amount of space in the box, and Copenhagen did that. I mean, it just shows his quality, like the composure he has for that chip. He's, he's a, he's a, you can't deny he's a future talent. You can't deny it. Yeah, like, he was superb uh, on the night. Tony, what would you say about Edward's performance? Like, it has to be said, mate, everyone knows I'm a huge fan of Morelos and I do think Morelos is the best striker in the country, right? But that's a debate for another day. But Edward is different class, it has to be said, Tony. Of course he is, mate, and also it is a, it is a losing debate, but as you said, it's another... another, another <laughs> <laughs> mate, <laughs> we haven't got enough time for this. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. No, I mean, I do think he did play really well last night. He could have arguably got another two goals, but it has to be said, the Copenhagen, old Copenhagen keeper made a couple of good saves, but he still obviously put away probably the hardest chance he had. But uh, as you said, shows his quality and what a player he can be. And the goal that you conceded, Tony, I felt it was a very sloppy goal to concede. It was, mate. I was... It was stupid by Chan, I think. It was actually him that gave the ball away. He seriously yes. tried... He's tried to turn rather than just pass the ball. And you do that when you're a couple of goals up, not at that stage, and especially the way we set out and started that second half, mate. I was hugely disappointed to lose that goal the way we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's a totally understandable, mate. I would have been fuming if uh, Rangers conceded that type of goal. Um, and obviously, Co- uh, Cal McGregor was out running through, um, and he had Edward, who was. Like pretty much free, screaming for the ball, and Cal McGregor decides to shoot. Like terrible decision making right there. Mate, that was that was the low point of that game for me. That was even worse than conceding the goal to me because that was game set and match. Had he just made the right decision, it was so infuriating to watch, and it's unlike him. That's why it was so annoying. Cal McGregor is usually a player that always passes the ball and no greedy, but I'll be honest, I was. I was fuming last night with that. Like, so pissed off. I would expect that for some other players on our team, but not him. So, a huge missed opportunity there. And I hope Neil Lennon gives him like a good fucking balking for that. Yeah, so, how do you think Cameron McGregor actually played last night? Apart from that mistake, I thought he had a quiet game for his standards. Usually, he's you know he's a kind of fit player. He runs about a lot, passes the ball. But I thought for his standards, he was pretty quiet. To be honest, I don't think he had a terrible game, but he was pretty quiet. And David, the, towards the, the end of the game, I think it was, um, Copenhagen got a penalty. Do you think it was uh, the correct decision? I do. I mean, as Chris said in the commentary, if if your team had that, you would be calling for it. Oh, 100%. Like, it, it, like, it, it just puts, puts, it puts it into perspective, to be honest. Yeah, I, I do think it was. Like, it, it's an unnatural position. Yeah, like, and I, that's, that's the thing that I th- uh, thought about VAR that's why VAR is so crucial in my opinion and that, that's see last night that's when VAR was used correctly where like you see it down south David how VAR is like yeah. it's, a, it's a shambles right it's not used in the right way whatsoever but last night in the Europa League it was justified and it was a clear penalty Tony wasn't it? It was, mate. I I do agree. Although I, I I'm not a fan of VAR, I do I do think they did use it right, and obviously as as you said, better used in Europe than it is down south. But I was again, I was raging with how we conceded that penalty. Just Ryan Christie, I don't know why he's even got his hand up there. I know he's going up for a header, but I just in the box if you're raising your hand like that, you are putting yourself in a vulnerable mm. position. So it was. It was stupid decision making, and there was a couple of times he kind of made a few kind of errors. This or sorry, last night, which annoyed me, and that was just kind of the final one, final nail in the coffin, so to speak, about his decision making last night. So, David, um, Celtic last night, 
lined up with uh, a 4-3-3 by the looks of things. Um, what do you make of Neil Lennon being very like versatile and be, and he's like tinkering things quite a bit where he's not sticking to plan A, which at the start of the season was a 4-2-3-1, but now he's actually changing up to a 4-3-3 um, and a 3-5-2. What do you make of that? I think it just shows how diverse he's trying to make this seventh team. If they if he can change formation in any game, like it just it shows how tactical they're taking every game and how in depth they're looking at their opponents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tony, what would you say is your preferred uh, formation that Celtic should play? I'll be honest, mate. Like, I, although I, I did think it was risky at first, I think I actually like him going with the three-five-two now. I think we've kind of settled into using it, and it's kind of he's almost revived that formation because it was kind of uncommon to see that in recent years. But I think Neil Lennon's kind of brought that back, certainly to Scotland. Anyway, like going with that formation, I quite like having two strikers on. Mm-hmm. So I'm all for it. Yeah, I know what you mean. And you see, like I remember I said to you, Tony, before I always thought Edward was that type of player that can only play on his own. Like, Morelos, Morelos like, can only play on his own. Uh, Morelos can't play with anyone else, but it seems like Edward can do both, you know. And do you think him and Griffiths do have a good partnership when Griffiths does come back in the team? I think they have, actually. Like, I, again, I was pretty critical of it at first. Like, I, I didn't really know how it would go, but I think as games have went on, they have kind of shown that they actually can play together. So I mean, I'm happy with the progress they're making anyway so far. So David, I want to I like talk a bit about Copenhagen here. How do you think they performed in the night as a whole? I know Celtic were, in my opinion, they were comfortably the better team, but how do you think they did, Copenhagen? Well, first half, it was a shambles, to be completely honest. Um, I think the manager had a right good talking to them at half-time. Mm-hmm. And I think the second half, it was more. They started creating. More, there was more problems, like they were causing Celtic. To be completely honest, um, I thought Celtic were quite panicky a little bit uh, mm-hmm. towards the end, especially with the penalty. Um, but I still think Celtic should have got the job done in the first half. Mm-hmm. Tony, would you say it felt like a defeat in a sense, or like what? What, what, what do you think? In a way it does mate, although it's obviously it's still in our favour and a lot of fans are saying they would have taken a draw before the match, especially away from home and I get that, but uh, as David was saying, like Copenhagen were an utter shambles that first half and especially at this stage of the competition, if you're not taking your chances, it can cost you and it's just as well, like Foster, we've got a top keeper who saved that penalty because that easily could have been a defeat, you know, you know? and I, I just, you will get punished for not taking your chances in Europe. Scotland you might get away with it but in Europe you will not especially against a, a kind of mediocre side like Copenhagen like God knows what happens if you come up against a top team like Inter or somebody you know you need to take your chances so in a lot of ways it does feel like a bit of a defeat aye. yeah and see just going back to Cal McGregor actually see it, like it's an interesting point you brought up there Tony like just say Celtic do progress and uh, come up against bigger teams in the Europa League right Um See Cal McGregor when obviously when he was running through and he had the option to pass to Edward and he decided to shoot. See if you were coming up against bigger teams like, for example, Man United, Arsenal or whatever, right? McGregor cannot be making those terrible decisions. He can't be selfish and just being like, all right, I'm going to be the hero. I'm just going to shoot and see what happens. Like he needs to be t- like have better decision making than what he did last night. Right, so so I think he will learn from that mistake, but he can't be making that mistake again in Europe. 100% mate that was kind of what I was thinking like, uh, I do think the only positive I can take from the game despite of obviously getting the away goal is the fact that yeah we can learn from that we managed to get away with it last night by the skin of our teeth but we still managed to get away with it and I hope Neil Lennon sees that as well and kind of gives the players a severe talking for that because we had a good four or five key chances last night and we only managed to take really one of them so that isn't really good enough especially at this stage in Europe so hopefully we can address that and David see if Celtic don't go through next week they'll be kicking themselves especially after that performance last night where they should have had that game in the bag oh it would be an absolute shock they would they would all look back at that first game and think of what could have been like this whole tie should have been over in the first half the whole tie should have been over not even the game 
they'll hunt somebody kicking themselves if they don't go to Celtic Park next week and take a win. Tony, so here's my question. Do you think Celtic can get the job done next week against Copenhagen? I think they will, mate. I do think we will get the job done, but I do think we will make it harder for ourselves than it needs to be. But I, I don't think it's going to be an easy game for us, but I do think, yeah, we'll get the job done. What about you, David? Do you think they will be able to get it done? It's Celtic Park. I, I do, I do. They, they, they just have a, especially in Europe, they have a different um, aura around them. Like, I, I think they will get it done, Scott. So what's uh, your prediction scoreline? 3-1 Celtic. Uh, Tony? I'm also, I'm also 3-1 Celtic. 3-1 Celtic. So um, before we go, actually, I just want to bring up the, the game, Tony, at the weekend there, very briefly. Um, before, because obviously I'm uh, going to move on to Rangers segment next. Um, what did you make of the game against Aberdeen at the weekend, Tony? Wasn't uh, You beat Aberdeen 2-1. Was it a great performance, but it got the job done? It wasn't a great performance, mate, but as you said, we got the job done, and that's really all I was expecting us to do. Pataudry's not an easy place to go, and for once, Aberdeen actually, you know, to be fair to them, turned up against us and made it difficult, you know. At this stage of the season, going to a place like Pataudry, all that really matters is a win. Just all costs win, rather than the performance, so I, mate, I'm absolutely delighted with that result. And I have to say, like, see uh, Ayers go... Like, it was a good strike, but my God, that defending was criminal. I thought that was embarrassing from Aberdeen. That was schoolboy stuff, mate. Best, mate. <laughs> what, mate? Yeah, it wasn't the best, it has to be said. Oh, no, I thought it was shocking. Like, leaving a defender, like, with that, in that, with that amount of space is, like, shocking. Like, but that just sums up Aberdeen, though. Like, we'll get into them later on. Now, we get onto them later on, and we'll talk about their performance against Kilmarnock like, uh, during the week, which was uh, a very thrilling game, to say the least, but... My God, it has to be said, mate, Aberdeen are a poor, poor side. And <laughs> big Scott McKenna, we say it all the time here, Tony, you dodged a bullet there. We did, mate. I, especially with the amount of money Aberdeen were wanting us to throw at them, so I'm glad to say we didn't get them. <laughs> I know. So, Tony, I'll let you go and we'll get like, make a wee substitution here and we'll get on the big Matty T for the Rangers segment. So, Tony, eh, take uh, take care, my man, and I'll speak to you soon. Cheers, mate. Thanks again. See you. See you later. So moving on, and we'll be talking about uh, Rangers in Braga, and on the show right now is the one and only Matthew Templeton. Matthew, how are we? Oh, fantastic, man. How are you? Oh, very well, mate. Uh, recovered after last night. The, uh, it was a roller coaster of emotions, to say the least. Ah, uh, it certainly was. That honestly, I've never seen anything like it in a long time. Oh, like where do we start? Where do we start after last night, man? My God, football is something else, David, isn't it? It's the best spot in the world, Scott. <laughs> There's no debate about it. <laughs> oh, of course, mate, you're spot on. And uh, Rangers Braga last night was madness. I've, honest to God, it was. It had, like, just, as I said, a roller coaster of emotions, highs, lows. Oh, I can't believe it, honestly. So Rangers beat Braga 3 2. So we're going to start right from the first half. Matt. Rangers were shambolic the first half, it has to be said, mate. We were all over the place. Um, sloppy in possession, did not lay a glove on Braga. I would actually say that was the worst first half performance from Rangers this season. We were very, very lucky. It was only 1 0. Very lucky. I mean, we were very, very poor, but we still made chances. Lamar else had a chance, and they still seemed to. Very open, so yes, we at the back we were absolutely like you say, shambolic and all over the place, but we still made chances. So I think that gave us a lot of hope. But yeah, we were definitely very, very poor. And it has to be said, David Braga, they were outstanding first half. Slick passing, good attacking football, confident and dominant in the ball, very organised, and they pressed us all over the pitch. And we, any time they were pressing us, we were just panicking in possession, and we were just we got the ball, and we just wanted to get rid of it as quickly as we could. Yeah, I was I was very impressed with Braga last night. Uh, I think it's about anything less to be honest, because they've not lost since the manager came in. So I was expecting a very high tempo game, but I, I, we didn't really control the game in the first half at all. The press was far too much for us to handle. Oh, it really was, and going into the second half. I wasn't feeling too optimistic. I really, really wasn't. I don't like any offers. Any offers were feeling optimistic. Then Braga score at the fifty ninth minute, 
And Matt, do you think, oh, this is it, this is going to be a drubbing here? I think I, yeah, I probably did. Like, obviously, that single went in, it was a, it was a kind of a gut moment for us. But a wee part of me thought, like, we, obviously, we, we did come back, but a wee part of me thought if we scored, we could have something on here. Because, like I say, we were creating chances in the first half when we were poor. We improved the second half, but when that single like, went in, yeah, I thought, this maybe could be it. Yeah, and it has to be said, David, Hadji, what more can be said about Hadji? He is, a, honestly, he is different class. He is phenomenal. That boy, honestly, I don't care how much the uh, bragger want, mate. We need to just, like, give them, no bragger, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't care how much they want for him. We need to just throw anything at uh, Hadji because this boy is something else. 100%, Scott. He was... Unbelievable last night. It really showed that he was the son of the legend Hadji, in my opinion. Um, now, Gary McAllister was talking this morning saying if Hadji keeps up these performances, we have no choice but to try to sign him. And I think you give, give him anything you want. The boy is a young talent. Oh, yeah, exactly. And he, he was by far the best player on the pitch. And it's like, we, see, when we're in a rut, and we need someone to dig us out that rut. Hadji's that type of player. Like, see, Mireles is our, obviously our guy, right? He carried us through last season. And Mireles, see, when Mireles isn't at it, let's be honest, boys, the, the team's not really at it as a whole. Yeah. And that's the way it was last night. Mireles, he's not been the same player since he's came back from the winter break. It's not like he's playing poor or anything. He's just, I don't know, he's not been his usual self, if you know what I'm saying. He's not scoring goals left, right and centre. I feel like Mireles is... I don't know. Do you think, Matt, his confidence has dipped a bit? I think so. I think my personal opinion is I think it's a lot of it's to do with what's happened off the field. And that's kind of distracting him from playing his best football. Um, but I think, obviously, we know he's capable of giving back his best. Um, absolutely no doubt about that. But, yeah, he's not the same player before Christmas. And I just I just think if he gets a goal or two, he'll be back to his best. But... We need to help him try and get that goal too Because he had chance last night to, to get that goal But it just, like you say, just wasn't happening for him Yeah, and I want to say See, uh, see his finishing last night, I want to say this right His finishing wasn't I don't know what, it was like It was just like straight at the keeper If you know what I'm saying, there was real no There was, wasn't any real thought behind it It was just, he got the ball and he just shot right at the keeper And that was it It was, it was, very, it was easy pickings I thought for the keeper David Any time Morelos had a shot Yeah um, I don't I don't know how he missed that second half chance where he was literally on the goal line. Yeah, you should have scored that. Just, that. I think that just summed up his whole night in one in one shot. To be honest, with you, Scott. Yeah, exactly. Because um, Manelos, we all know how we all know how good he is. He should be burying <laughs> from the, like from that range. 100%. Yeah, one hundred ten percent. But so um, Matt, I just want to say this right. You and I have been <clears throat> like criticizing Glenn Kamara. Over the last few weeks or so, and I think it is justified. But at last night, he had his worst performance in a Rangers jersey. He like he could not do a thing right last night at all. He was all over the place. Passing was shocking. He was getting bullied. It has to be said. I'm being blunt. He was getting bullied last night. Boy, just looks like he's completely shot of any confidence whatsoever. Yeah, no, I mean, it hasn't seemed this season at all. Overall, I mean, I think. The last couple of games he was starting to look to get back to his best. In my opinion, he was starting to improve. But last night, like you said, he was getting bullied. It was, it was shocking, to be honest. And what annoys me with Kamara is, I've said that a few times now, he's too casual on the ball. He takes too much time on the ball. And in Europe, you can't do that. You don't have the time because teams are going to press you. He needs to get the ball, look for the pass, what he's going to do with it as quick as possible, not just kind of, you know, just lazing about with it. And I think, I don't know why he didn't come off at half time because. Obviously came off a few minutes, like 10 minutes or whatever, after half-time. And Aribo came on, I don't know why he just didn't come off at half-time. But um, yeah, I think he's dropped for a couple of weeks just to, you know, give someone else a chance and, you know, try and get his confidence back up. Right, here's a, a big a positive, uh, Matt. Obviously, Ryan Jack missed him ma- massively last night. Um, but he was obviously suspended due to the his red card against uh, Young Boys um, in the group stage. So next week against Braga, he'll be back. Ryan Jack and boy did we miss him last night in that midfield no but definitely did he's, um, 
he's like our beat of our team. Him and Davis are like the two of our team. He um he like drives us forward when we're we're like maybe defending too deep. He, he covers the deep grass in the pitch, and he is good. We're at, it's good up in front. Um, obviously we're into Braga because we're going to really need him um to help um next week. Yeah, and uh, David Joe Aribo he came on, and my God, he was phenomenal. Joe Aribo's goal, I, honestly, mate, that was. That's something I think we'll be talking about for years to come. That was a phenomenal goal from Joe Aribo. The confidence the boy had in his ability to just dance around that defence and slot it right into the back of the net. Superb stuff. I think that's just exactly what he needs. Like Everybody's always saying to him, oh, he should have passed it there, he should have passed it there. But the boy is technically gifted. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure it was like six players he got past. Uh, yeah, it was. He is... That, that, goal, that goal to him, the wonder of good. And I think he needs to start against Braga next week. 110%, mate. Like, I tweeted about this last night. I said that I felt as though Joe Aribo had a right chip in his shoulder. Um, not to Steven Gerrard or anything. It's about, and probably to his naysayers, the, the, the critics of, of Joe Aribo. And last night he was, he, was, he was dropped and he came on. And I think he had a real point to prove. Hence why he, that, he was that confident and his ability that he was like, you know what, I'm going to take this defence on, I'm confident in my ability, I'm going to score this, and that's exactly what he done, because there was guys around me, David, where they were like, pass it, pass it, and then, he was like, nah, I'm not passing it, I'm shooting, and then it went in the back of the net, and it worked out, and at that point, mate, I was like, right, I'll take the two each here, like, this is, I'm I'm over the moon with this, right, but then Matt, Big Hadji steps up, very lucky with the free kick, but mate, I'll take it any day of the week. Of course, as long as they go in, I don't care how they go in. Um, it was a missed deflection, but who cares? Um, Hatchie was absolutely brilliant in the whole game. And I was going to touch on earlier about Bynum. I'm pretty sure we have a, a three of, like, I guess, like three or four or five. Sorry, I had a wee issue there. Matt's back in the call. Matt, eh, you were making a point about Hadji there, obviously scoring at the 82nd minute to win Rangers a game. Eh, what were you saying there, big man? Yeah, no, obviously it was a, obviously it was a deflection, but no matter how they go in, I don't care how they go in, as long as they do go in. And obviously we've got an option to buy for like four or five million. Um, we, need, we, need, we need to trigger that. There's no reason why we shouldn't. Um, mm. And he, even when we were playing poor in the first half, he was creating chances for us and he is a, he's a real 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 talent honestly he's the difference maker in this team and um, honestly we're going to rely on him for the rest of the season um, and honestly he's going to, going to be a Rangers player I hope for the next few years to come and that goal obviously like I said it was a big deflection but like I said it was only you take them any days a week mate and uh, his post his post match interview was uh, something else wasn't it he was like eyebrows baby and I'm like that's brilliant man <laughs> the big man loves it like and I said, do you see what his dad said, uh, David? His dad was saying that uh, Hadji's at the perfect club. Yeah, yeah, no, he is at the perfect club. Of course, he's, he's, got, the free, he's got the freedom to express themselves on the Europa League stage. Like, I don't like. See, he's a young talent. I don't think he can get any better than that. Oh, I know. Like, I think this is. I think Ibrox, like playing with Rangers, is the perfect way for him to kick on and get even better. You know, I, I firmly yeah. believe that, and he will end up down south one day. Um, hopefully not too soon, but he will yeah. end up down south one day. And honestly, God, mate, he will be doing phenomenal in the EPL, mate. He will be. I, can, I I'm not even I, like I'm not. I don't even think this is an exaggeration, right? But he'll easily be playing in the, one of the top six Premier League clubs in the next five six years. Honestly, uh, I I agree. Okay. Um, I was looking at him after he scored his two goals yesterday. I looked through all his history, and I, I don't know how we got such a talent. Oh, like, like he got nominated for the twenty seventeen golden um, the golden boy award. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's right. That's right, like, mate. I, 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 like, is, he's such a talent. We're so lucky to have him. And range, yeah, as uh, Matt said, we need to sign him. Oh, one hundred ten percent, mate. Hundred ten percent. I just, I just wanted to uh, like. T- I know we're touching on Rebo there, right? But it has to be said, Matt. Um, Stephen Gerrard uh, obviously got the de- decision right to bring on Joe Rebo. I got, he got a substitution right for a change. Um, but Joe Rebo was playing left back last night, mate. Right, and 
He was brilliant. <laughs> I just had, I forgot to bring that up earlier, but he was brilliant at left back, by the way. He was, Jory was like, it felt like he was playing in three different positions in a sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, it was a weird one. Like, I thought, like, why is he playing on the table? Like, and we go see the back of some place going here, but no, it was pretty much Rebo running a left back, and obviously he got his goal from there. And yeah, it was a, it was a brave choice from Gerard, but it's one that obviously well and truly paid off. Oh, absolutely, mate. 110%. So, that was a, I wouldn't say it was a fantastic performance last night, but that performance summed up, it was like a game of two halves, obviously, first half we were shambolic, second half we showed spirit, determination and passion to go on and win that game, and David, if that cannot kickstart start the rest of the season, sorry, I don't know what will, because Braga are a good side, and we were losing 2-0, and we came back and won the game 3-2, so that, that surely can kickstart the rest of our campaign it has to Scott like when I was watching that game yesterday I was like this this is flashback from to the 2008 campaign and look what that Rangers team went on to do after Christmas that's very true mate and Jory Bo's goal was quite similar to Stephen Wicketer's against Sporting Lisbon yeah. yes it was to Portugal as well I know very true very true David I like it <laughs> um, but yeah David Morelos is out next week. Silly booking. Um, so yeah. it was. I mean, for, and I'm talking about it from Morelos' standpoint. Um, but Defoe's out. And it looks like we'll be going with Camberry next week. Um, how do, do you think uh, Camberry will... Do you think he can rise to the occasion and maybe get a goal? Or like put in a good performance? Honestly, I, th- I think he can. He was so positive yesterday. It, it, it honestly impressed me, and I think he just—I think he just really wants to impress at this stage, because not many people get to go on this stage, and it really shows how good you are if you do perform it. No, like you're absolutely right, mate. Um, like Camberry, I've, I've, Matt's always been a fan of him, right? And I've always liked him too, and. I like how ballsy he was where he put all his eggs in one basket like when he done his interview when he signed for Rangers saying yeah this is the only club I've ever wanted to come to in Scotland love Rangers blah 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 so he's put a lot of pressure on himself David in the sense of like okay I've basically just ruled myself out by about like going back to Hibs so I need to deliver here at Rangers if not like it, I'm, it's going to be pretty embarrassing for me to go back to Hibs after me saying all this great stuff about Rangers 100% Scott I mean I think that's just where the determination to impress comes from because yesterday he didn't stop running like even defending wise he, he just wanted to imp- like, I, to me just he seemed he wanted to impress and he definitely did that he deserves to have a chance next week yeah 100% mate and also like when you're looking at who else we're going to play because um, the foe's out and else is out <laughs> but uh, Matt how would you line up next well I would say like no, I wouldn't ask you your team just now, right? But how do you think we should play? What kind of style of play do you think we should play? Because we can't, in my opinion, we cannot play our usual play, like where it's like quite attacking football where the fullbacks overlapping all the time. We can't we need to have a we need to like set up differently. I'm saying either set I'll probably say set up in the counter attacking sense because I don't think we can, as I said, play our usual style of play because I think it could come back and bite us because as David was saying earlier on, Braga are a very good side. No, they are, but at the same time, I don't think we can step back too much because we've done that uh, first half last night, look what happened there, and this time we're, we're away from home, so I think we need to have a good balance. We also we need to defend well to make sure they, they don't score, but we need to go forward as well because um, if we just sit back the whole game, they're going to, going to punish us. No, I know, so I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like that. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think, I think like you say, counter-attacking, would be our best our best option, um, but you know when he, when, he used, when we do have the ball when he used it wisely, uh, getting forward um, as quick as possible to, to hit them on the counter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And David, so you in the same mindset as Matt and I that we should just like set up very counter attacking, but we like but we cannot play like our usual like system style of play where we're like high tempo passing, full backs overlap. Don't think we can do that next week. Yeah, no, I do agree that we can't do that next week. But since we do have Ryan Jack back, I feel that sometimes we maybe can take a gamble because we know he will be back to cover the defence. So I feel like like I feel like we should play a counter attack game with him as our 
holding mid. Uh, that's, a, that's a very good point, David. Um, I, just, I just want to bring this up as well. Um, Ryan Kent. Ryan Kent, it has to be said, right? We all love Ryan Kent. Ryan Kent's a great player, but David, recently, he's, he's not been his usual self. And last night, he was he was struggling to get by anyone. I'm not, like, like dismissing his work ethic because the guy does work hard. He was working hard last night. But what do you think is up with Ryan Kent recently? He, he just He's another player who's not been the same ever since we've came back from the winter break. I don't really know, Scott, because he, it's not that he's not lacking confidence. He's still taking on players. It's just I th- something happened in Dubai where it's just knocked. Like I think I think it's just tiredness. I, I feel like we we became more tired after the winter break, which makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't really understand to be honest because he's still he's still taking on players. He's just like even against like I thought like after the Celtic game, like that's that's him. He's going to be banging them left right. But he's just he's just had a little dip right now. But I think he'll be I think he'll be back. Um, I think he, I think he'll come good next week. I think he'll come good next week. Oh, fingers crossed, mate. Um, but yeah, like I know what you're saying. Like, see the winter break. <laughs> like we went on, we went we went on about it quite a bit. But the winter break, like it was, it's but it's been like it's not done us any favors in the past because you see, like when we won that old firm game, we met like. Momentum was high. We were playing with such confidence, like winning games comfortably. Then we had that two week break, and like when you have that two week break, you're not playing games. The that momentum and, and uh, that excitement just stops. And yeah, like we've just definitely not been the same. But Matt, what do you think uh, about the whole Ryan Kent uh, situation? Do you think he will eventually pick up and get back to his usual self? Yeah, no, I definitely think so. I think every player goes through a, a, a bad patch of form. It's just part and parcel of being a footballer. And I think, we like, similar with Kamara, I think we should maybe drop him for a few games and maybe the price tag is getting to him, but I, I wouldn't think so because he started off the season well when he first came in with the price tag. So they would be the same that, but I don't think it is that. I just think, like David said, it could be tiredness. Um, but, you know, like I said, he's a young player. He's still learning, so I'm not going to be too worried about it. I know. So, boys, um, before we uh, move on from this game, prediction next week. David Rangers Braga, obviously Braga have that that the the, uh, the two goals right, the two away goals. That's why last night I was over the moon in the result, but it's still first half in the tie, and I wasn't getting too excited because if Braga like win one now, that's him. They're, they're through. Um, so I'm not getting too excited. Great result last night, but how do you see next week going? With Morelos uh, suspended and is, is Barisic injured? Um, if Barisic if Barisic doesn't make it, uh, I think it'll be two each. Two each. Only if Barisic if Barisic makes it, I I think it'll be two one. But I'm going with two each. Yeah, I, I like sure. David. Make like see if Barisic is not playing next week. My God, like he's, even though I, I don't mind that in the holiday, right? And I I don't think he's any. Good, right? I think he's a solid squad player, right? But my God, like, can you imagine what the Braga wingers would do to Andy Halliday? It wouldn't be pretty, Scott. Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> it would not be pretty. It would be, it would be, oh, it would be a nightmare to watch. It really would be. Um, Matt, uh, what's your prediction for next week against Braga? Mm. For some reason, I'm thinking one each. One each? I think I, I think one each, yeah. I'm actually going to say... You know what I'm going to say? This is going to be a bold one, believe it or not, right? I'm going to say nil-nil. Nil-nil? Do you know what? I'd snap your hand off on it. Oh, mate, I know. Who Could wouldn't, man? Could you away from home? I wouldn't mean that. Oh, 100%, mate. Like, cause we're like, in the driving seat right now. We're, we're winning. But obviously, yeah. they've got those two away goals, so we need to be very, very yeah. wary of that. Um. But yeah, last night it was a it was like two good results for the old firm in Europe, and the coefficient is looking good. It's looking fantastic, and David, it looks like we're going to be guaranteed a second Champions League spot for twenty twenty one. Yep. Um. I th- yeah, I think it's secured now over the. Uh, is it Czech Republic? Yeah, yeah, Czech Republic. Um. I mean, it's just it's it's a great for Scottish football. It brings in more players, more TV. It's just it's great for Rangers, Celtic. It's great for everybody involved, and 
Hundred percent, mate. And Matt, I you're obviously in agreement with it's like it's great for Scottish football. Like seeing the old firm do well in Europe, it's something that, like the Scottish game's been crying out for years and years. Where the like Celtic are doing, they've done well in obviously twenty twelve, making the last sixteen. But ever since then, they've not we've not done much. Like I'm talking about Scotland, Scottish Scottish teams in Europe as a whole until like recently since Gerrard's came into Scottish football. No, definitely. I think it is, it's, it's a really good thing. Um, obviously, Rangers and Celtic doing well in Europe at the moment. Um, obviously, getting that extra Champions League spot is going to be a massive boost and also a massive boost financially as well. It means we can maybe attract better players and hopefully kick on. You know, you never know where that could lead. Mm-hmm, definitely. So, uh, we'll move on from Braga, uh, the Braga game. And I just want to uh, fire a question at you, right? Because um, we didn't do a pod last week due to us all being busy. And then Matt, I know you need you need to shoot off right, but still in the Rangers segment, big man. Um, but David, right, we lost to Kamara last week, and it was a real kick in the teeth. And I can't, to be honest, I can't be bothered going over the whole refereeing scandal uh, because it's just it's it's a joke. Like John beating, we all know how terrible he is. We all know how terrible the referees are in Scotland, yep. right? So, but like honestly, I feel like I'm a broken record when I come on the pod every week. Like Matt, what's it like? As every week we come on, we always have at least one bad refereeing decision to talk about. Honestly, it's, it's never ending, and it's just every week there's some sort of talking point, and it's just really, it's really beyond a joke. Now. No, it really is. Like, and it, it was shambolic. It was right, and we should have never lost that game. Blah blah blah. Disgrace. Uh, it was a poor performance from Rangers, right? But it was a disgraceful performance from John Beaton, um, also. But David, is the league title gone? We're 10 points behind, but we've got a game in hand. Do you think it's finished? I, w- I wouldn't say it's finished, but you, we have to be perfect. We, we have to be perfect. Like I, Against a team like Celtic, we, we keep giving them chances to go further and further. We cannot... You, you see that all from the March? If we... That, that is deciding, in my opinion. If, see if we go unbeaten until March... I mean, that's the same. Matt, what's your thoughts? Do you think the lead out was done? Uh, I hate to say it, but I, I, I think so, yeah. I think it's way too hard for ourselves now, and I can't see Celtic dropping that many points. Even if we win the two from games, they would still need to drop points elsewhere. So, no, I, I don't see it happening, unfortunately. I, I think we can win the Scottish Cup. I think we will do that. But, you know, the league's a bit far at this point. Um, so, in my opinion, um, it's not impossible, right? It's not impossible for us to win the league, right? But we'll need to beat Celtic home and away and we'll need to hope that they drop points, right? And obviously the Celtic have dropped points before this season, right? So they will drop points. There's no way they're going to go like the rest of the season like winning every game. It's not going to happen, right? So, But it's going to be difficult, it is, right? But as I said... We need to win home and away against uh, Celtic and hope they drop points. But we cannot afford to drop a single point for the remainder of the season. We just cannot um, yeah. whatsoever. So, it's... like I think we've, like, if we don't win the league this season, I think we've only got ourselves to blame because the momentum was in our favour after the 2-1 game get at Parkhead in the 29th. It was in our hands... Um, and yeah, we just shot ourselves in the foot by dropping silly points. Obviously, losing to Hearts, losing to Kilmarnock, drawing Aberdeen. Yeah, like. Twice. Yeah, exactly. And it seems like. I don't know what it is, right? Um, like, see Gerard's like, bogey team at his Aberdeen. <laughs> like, do you know Gerard's only beat Dent McInnes three times? That's a, I, I, found, I find that mental. He's only beat Dent McKinnon three times. One of those times we absolutely demolished him. I blocked. I know, that's right. 5-0. That was two, this season as well. Aye, 5-0, and 4-2 uh, at Epitodri, yeah, but... Yeah, that's the thing, though. So, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. Um, but... Well, here's a question, David, right? Just say we don't win anything this season. Gerard, for me, 100% is still the right man. Would you uh, agree with that? Hundred percent. He's 
he's taken the club further and further each year. And in my opinion, he can't, he can't go down. Like next season, if we don't win it this season, we've shot ourselves in the foot. Next season is a better, is even better chance to win the league again. Hmm. What about, you, what about you, Matt? Um, if, if Rangers don't win anything this season, Gerard, is he still the right man for you? Yeah, definitely, but I think... What did you say that, Matt? That's when... I'm oh, sorry, Matt, just cut it a little bit. They'll say that again, bro. Sorry, we had a wee issue with Matt's connection there, but it's all good. So, Matt, if Gerard does not win anything this season, is he still the right man for you? Yeah, no, definitely, but I think it puts even more pressure on, on him to win something next season. If he doesn't win anything next season, then that's when I think the serious questions need to be asked. Um, but yeah, definitely, if he doesn't win anything this season, you can see the film he has made, and he's definitely still the right man. So, Matt, pleasure as always, big man, and I uh, appreciate you coming on. And uh, we'll have you back on next week for the full podcast, because I know you're a busy man tonight. I think you need to catch up with some Love Island as well. Love Island and do some college stuff as well. Ah, good stuff, my man. So, pleasure as always. Speak to you soon, bro. So uh, David, uh, we'll move on and uh, we'll speak about a couple games that happened during the week in the Scottish Cup, a couple of replays. Um, Kilmarnock and Aberdeen. What a game that was, mate. Like What a great advert that was for Scottish football. It had an overhead kick goal, a free kick goal, a penalty, own goal, extra time, last minute goals. So, oh, mate, it was a fantastic game. <laughs> mate, I-, I was gutted when I didn't watch it, man. See what they heard about it? I was like, that's an instant classic, right there. <laughs> Mate, was it on telly? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I actually don't. I think it was on telly. But it, I'm not really sure. Yeah, I, no, in fact, I actually don't think it was. I think English games were on instead. Might be wrong. Someone correct me if I'm wrong, right? One of the listeners. But like, if that was like that, like if that wasn't on telly, even the Motherwell game as well. That is that is that is shocking by the like because that game against like. Come on, Aberdeen! My God, like that, like seven goals, extra time, own goals. As yeah. I said, etc., etc. That is a class game, and see if that happened down south, mate. We would be here about that for ages. Ages, mate. Scott, oh, scored the first goal in the eighty-eighth minute. <laughs> like, I don't know if that wasn't on telly. I don't know. Like Scottish football needs to be promoted more. Like there's some amazing quality games up here. Oh, I know. And it's like the ones that aren't televised, like that one, you know? And yeah. my God, mate, like, what a way to lose, uh, like, a Scottish Cup game in extra time. What a way to lose a game by our own goal by Connor Johnson. I think he'll be kicking himself, mate. Like, I think that's one he won't get over for a long time, man. Oh, he'd be absolutely devastated. Whenever I ask for an own goal when I was younger, I'll always kick myself the next day. He'll be thinking about that all day today. Oh, 110%, man, like, because it was, like, obviously, Kilmarnock were, like, very comfortable, like, throughout the game, then, obviously, last minute, Andy Considine steps up, 88th minute, then it goes in, into extra time, then Matt Kennedy scores, uh, Aberdeen take the lead, then Brophy <laughs> scores two each, and then Kamamba <laughs> uh, scores, then Cosgrove gets a penalty, and no, no, Cosgrove, Aberdeen get a, get a penalty, then... <laughs> Like, like that, like when they, Kodjko scored that penalty at the 119th minute, you're like, oh, here we go, it's penalties, then that own goal. Madness, but, like, as I said, mate, that these games need to be televised more, and as you said, like, games like that, or with Scottish football as a whole, needs to be promoted more. 100%, Scott. It, it was an absolute classic, and I, I think it's that game watched by a lot especially Aberdeen fans for years to come oh 110% mate and uh, the other game that was on was Motherwell versus Superman and mate it's got to be said I do feel sorry for Motherwell um, they were 4-1 down right as you know 4-1 down they bring it back to 4 each right and they go out on penalties <laughs> that is a real kick in the teeth man because the Motherwell players gave it absolutely everything right and they showed a, a lot of spirit, determination, guts to get back into that game. And that, what a cruel way to lose a game on penalties. It's absolutely heartbreaking, Scott. Like, coming back from 4-1 down takes mental strength and character. And the fact that they still lost after all that comeback, it's a sore one right in the heart. No, it really is, mate. And St Mirren, oh my God, imagine they went out 
like considering the fact that we're four one up. Imagine four one up, then you go out in penalties. Oh mate, like that would have been that would have been that, like that would have been shocking for St Mirren. Even though St Mirren are not a great team, but winning four, I don't care what team you are. If you're winning four one, and then you like the you concede that lead and then losing penalties, there's no excuses for that. <laughs> Yeah, no excuses there. They got they counting themselves lucky, Scott. As a count themselves lucky. Four one up. The game should have been outside, but no. Motherwell, what fifty seventh minute? Aaron's and Campbell score one minute between each other. Mm-hmm. Some must be kicking themselves that this game was even close. Oh, exactly. And uh, I even seen that. I think it was Jim Goodwin after the game. He was. I think it was he was like ah oh, we need to do better than that like we're winning four one like there's no excuses for that and the pe- like the penalty shootout too mate like there, there were some terrible penalties in that as well by the way yeah awful penalties it, it just the it just the whole game to be honest like the quality wasn't there but it was an entertaining game of football oh yeah it, like one hundred and ten percent mate two cracking Scottish Cup replays. And yeah, like St Mirren, they'll be over the moon to get through, but they, I think they will be a bit red faced at the fact that they actually had to go to penalties considering the fact they were 4 1 up. Um, but yeah, congrats to St Mirren and Aberdeen uh, getting through, and they're uh, two cracking games, and as I said, two great adverts for Scottish football. And uh, before we finish up, David, and move on to the fixture list for the weekend, uh, I just want to touch on uh, Hearts right now, David. Hearts are obviously bottom of the league, struggling right now for form. Um, Daniel Stendhal has apparently lost the dressing room. There's a, a divide uh, where the, the players aren't really buying into his system. Um, do you think Hearts could go down this season? Do you think it is a realistic uh, thing to happen? I definitely think it is a realistic opportunity. It, it doesn't take someone um, smart to realise that. But I feel like they have just too much quality compared to other teams around them that they, they would go down. I, I feel like... Yeah, I just feel I just feel there's too much quality in that hard dressing room, even with the poor um, chemistry they have right now, that they would go down. I, yeah, I, don't, I think they'll survive it just on the last day. But see if they go down, mate. There's only one guy to blame, and that's Craig Levine. A hundred ten percent, like. Oh yeah. Yeah, like Stendel. Like it was Stendel. Like who knows? He could do well, right? But when they appointed Stendel, I was still like, oh, that's a, that's a big risk. I'm not convinced by that. And like they appointed someone who doesn't know Scottish football, right? Whatsoever. Like he's a complete outsider to the game. So. If hearts go down, that will be disastrous for the club. Because remember when they went down a few years ago, it was wasn't their fault. It, in a sense, like it was understandable. Like everyone expected them to go down because they got like a I think it was a fifteen point deduction at the start of the yeah, season, yeah. and yeah, it was expected. They went down uh, to the championship, rebuilt, and yeah, and the, the, they've been steady and they've been solid for the last few years or so until recently, and. Um, if they go down that would just be utterly disastrous because obviously they built a new stand recently and they, yeah. I, I think they might be still paying that off or like they or either paying it off or they've uh, like spent a lot of money on it and they've not got a lot of money to spend so if they go down that would be financially disastrous for Hearts I, I, just, I just don't know how remember last season they, they were first for like up until currently like, like it was in November remember they were first that's right mate uh, I, they were first I don't know and how in the space of basically half a year they've lost the dressing room, they've lost managers. Like Craig Levine must be, he must be doing like he must be. He must be the problem. No, he is not one hundred and ten percent, mate. He is the problem, and as you know, mate, he's still behind the scenes at Hearts. He's still like lurking around until his contract's up. It's it's a complete shambles. It really is, and the fact that. He was the director. Of, well, he was director of football, and he was like, you know what? I'm just going to take over. Like, I'm. I think I'm the best guy to do this, and he decided to become the manager. And it's not worked out whatsoever. And remember, uh, on Wednesday, David. Uh, no, Wednesday. Yesterday, actually, I done your uh, like radio show, and we thought about Craig Levine, and we were just like absolutely slaughtering him, saying that he is just a complete failure 
of a, a football manager. There's nothing good to talk about him. His most memorable moment was for Scotland playing a four six zero. Exactly, <laughs> a four six zero, and it's it, it, it makes it even more baffling, mate. The fact that he tried to justify it, and then he played it again. <laughs> he again, played it again without telling anyone. <laughs> Oh man, the guy lives in a fantasy world, man. It's it's really bad, mate. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what will happen. My hearts. Um, their yeah. their game tonight got cancelled against St Mirren. Um, yeah. got obviously got postponed. So, so like I think Hearts probably dodged a bullet there. So I think St Mirren probably would have beat them. <laughs> yeah. And so we'll move on to fixture list, David. Uh, Aberdeen versus Ross County tomorrow at three o'clock. What's uh, your prediction? Uh, Aberdeen Aberdeen uh, even with um, that game during the week I I think they've got too much quality for Ross County uh, Aki's versus Motherwell the Lanarkshire derby see Hamilton Hamilton are in a relegation fight but Hamilton always produce against the bigger clubs and you and I were saying yesterday, mate, I'm, I'm they're very, the most, they're, they are hands down the most unpredictable team in the league. I'm going to go with 2 1 Hamilton. Um, Hibs versus Levy? Again, like, Levy are a difficult team to break down on their day. Very difficult. Um, Hibernia are still in a sticky suit. I'm going to, I think Levy's going to win. Uh, 1-0 um, St Johnson versus Rangers That's a tough one um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Honestly but Going to Perth is never easy Especially in the last couple of seasons um, We struggle but we've always got a result out of it So I'm going to I'm going to A comfortable 2-0 Rangers And Celtic versus Kilmarnock It's at Celtic Park Yep Won a very very big game Against a flying Kilmarnock, even with that results, I I think I think Celtic still have it in the bag, but I I think it will again be a comfortable two 0 mm. Yeah, so, so we've got a, a stacked weekend of action in the SPFL, and uh, David, so how do you find uh, your debut? Uh, how do you, like do you enjoy it? Doing a lot, Scott. It was great to see everybody's insight and. The game's coming up and that I've just been. It was great, I enjoyed it a lot. Thanks That's for good, having. mate. So we'll see you next week, my man. Yeah, see you next week. So until next time, guys, take care and we'll see you soon.